Welcome to the One Up Sales Development Podcast, a podcast for newly emerging revenue leaders, whether you're in sales, marketing, or customer success. We're here for one thing and one thing only to drive revenue. This one goes out to all the hustlers out there on the phones each and every day, slugging it out. Whether you're adding net new logos, expanding revenue from your soul base, or renewing existing accounts, it's all about working as one cohesive team towards one cohesive goal. Cross functional sales team. So if you're new and you want to be a top funnel sales dev strategist, then you better put in the work and act like one. Digital marketing, act like one. Customer success, act like one. To be the bro, act the role. I'm your host, Jackson Lil, a top funnel revenue growth leader and an everyday frontline practitioner. This podcast is brought to you by the SDU community. Sales dev, you know. SDRs, you know. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the One Up Sales Development Podcast. Someone, our next guest here, we have someone is truly, truly, truly different on here. This is someone that's a dear hearted friend of mine. We've been connected for quite some time now. And he's also a very uh, active member in SDU. He loves helping the people around him. And he loves helping people without no expectation of giving return, which is really, really powerful in these days because fucking everyone, everyone, fucking everybody is asking for things in return nowadays. And even when they never really put anything out there, they're, they're still asking for things in return. And that's why Gary Vee says most of those people don't really uh, tend to pass and fly. But the reason I have this individual on today is really powerful. I want him to share his story because we all know for a fact that there's a lot of athletes out there who, let's say they're a professional basketball player or a football player, and you know they tore their Achilles, right? <clears throat> One would say their career is over. It's not possible. You're done. You're fucked. Everything you played for your whole entire life, that's a wrap. Well, this individual here is that person in sales. He's actually born, and actually, we're going to find out the story right now. He, he, he doesn't have the sights that we do, so he's blind. Uh, but yet, that doesn't stop him. He's still out here making cold calls, making dials, sending emails, breaking through the noise, having conversation, generating pipeline. Please give us the warm welcome for the one and only Mr. Martin MacArthur. CEO of the Outbound Sales Guy. Mr. Jackson Liu, thank you for having me. It's uh, an honor to be a part of the uh, episode today. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, holy fuck's sakes, Martin. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, this is long overdue and really happy for you to come on and share your story. More importantly, uh, being strong and brave and being open to sharing your story. How are you doing, man? I am doing really well. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think demonstrating vulnerability is a is a gift and something that um, whether you're, you're an individual contributor and or a executive leader of an organization, um, I think when you can demonstrate vulnerability and uh, empathy is uh, it, it helps you establish trust and credibility, and uh, 
for all of us that are in sales, um, you know, we, we started at the gate with people not trusting us right, right off the bat. So um, I think if you can find a way to be um, vulnerable and, and put yourself out there, um, you're, you're setting yourself up for success and you're also differentiating yourself and, and separating your, yourself from the, the pack. So uh, that's why I, I think uh, vulnerability is, is such a, uh, it, it's hard to monetize, but it's a, it's a differentiator for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. No kidding. You know, they say uh, just because you're different doesn't mean you can't do it. Um, Martin, for, for our listeners here, if, you know, the average listeners of our audience here, there's millennials. Some of it are fairly new to, actually most of it was new to who are listening to the podcast. Why won't you go ahead and just, uh, you're, you're in Canada, right? Where in Canada are you? I'm located in Ottawa, Ontario. So Eastern Canada. Okay. Are you uh, born and raised there? Yep. Uh, I was born in Southern Ontario. Um, South, I guess southwestern Ontario. Um, but yeah, <laughs> always, always born, always born and raised in Ontario. And uh, I'm a huge, huge, huge Canadian. Very proud to be Canadian. And uh, with that comes, a, I'm a big hockey fan. So uh, anyone that knows me well and uh, engages with me, they know my uh, my passion for uh, for the sports in general, but for hockey. <laughs> oh yeah love that uh yeah i you know i fucking love canada i've never been there at least not yet but um looking to make that change different but Mar, be, before we dive into this uh mm-hmm. would you mind sharing us your story of you know how'd you grow up and this uh so we, we know that you're you're blind and a lot of people be like hey man what the fuck how how did you do that like would you mind sharing your story how how was it when, when you're growing up and when did this health kicked in for you, this kind of health thing? Yeah, so I was diagnosed um, around the age of seven or so with uh, what's called juvenile retinitis pigmentosa. And um, the, the retinas are, the, the way that I kind of understand it being described to me is that your, your eyes act as a camera your retinas act as a processor in the brain kind of puts all the, the images together. And um, so, so my retinas uh, and both my eyes are detached, which um, f- for, for a lot of people, they'll, they'll get retinitis pigmentosa when they're kind of in their early to mid twenties and, and their sight will, will start to, they'll start to lose some sight and, eventually it'll get to the point where wherever that site's going to trail off and, and leave them. Um, so my, mine was diagnosed as juvenile retinitis pigmentosa, very aggressive. So I had a bit of sight and um, eventually got to the point they said you will reach a point at probably early adulthood uh, where you'll, you'll go blind. Um, it's, so all I'm able to see currently is the difference between very bright light and when it's dark. Um, so like if a, if I go outside and it's a bright day, that's like 
imagine having um, a flashlight shining in your light all the time, in your eyes all the time. That's the type of piercing brightness that I'm able to see. Um, so I always wear sunglasses and because um, it's, it's kind of hard on my eyes. So that, that's, um, you know, kind of how, uh, how I was diagnosed. And um, it's a, a, a genetic hereditary disease that, that's carried through my, my mom's side of the family. And the, the female is, is the carrier and it goes to the, uh, the male offspring. So, um, you know, my, my mom had three children. I have two older sisters and, uh, you know, obviously I, I have it, but, uh, both my, my sisters, they don't have it. And my, my one sister, she had a son, um, 19 years ago. And, um, so far there, there's no signs that he, he has it. So, which, which is, Good. Um, yeah. yeah, but um, I, I for, for a lot of people that know me, and, and you kind of alluded to it off the top, Jackson, um, is, is like, you know, how how the fuck is he kind of going about his business and and doing all this, and I I view my blindness as a positive and not as a negative um and then that comes from having great support great a great support system in my parents and my sisters sisters um and, and just kind of viewing this as a positive and, and not as a negative because there's two two paths you can go down you can go down the road of negativity and poor me poor me pity 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 oh i'm blind i can't do this can't you know i'm not gonna have any opportunities bullshit or you can embrace it and you can make the most of it and um for for a lot of people uh, yeah you and i have been connected for some time now you know that i have a, a very positive outlook um, not to say I don't have my, my negative days because I'm human. We all have those. Um, but overall, I'm a, a very positive, outward positive person. And, and I chose to embrace this as a, as a posit positive um, thing and, and not negative. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, Martin, that was, uh, thanks for sharing that story. You know, the fact that you're able to flip the negative to a positive. It's a, a strong, strong, strong trait. And um, you and I both know, because we study people who are successful, they go through a pity shit, whatever that may be. But once you're able to uh, fully accept that in and run through that specific stage and find a positive in it and uh, use it as fuel uh, in your arsenal to, uh, take off whatever it is you're doing and move forward, break through uh, that barrier. Uh, it makes you that much stronger. So, so I'm really uh, happy to see that you're able to do that. Yeah. Thank, thank you, man. Um, and yeah, I, I'm a very humble person. Um, so, so I, 
I'm always very appreciative of of those. Um, you know, they they say, well, you know, how do you go about your day? How do you do this? How do you do like? I just go about my business. I uh, I don't think I'm a, any special or any different or unique than anyone else. I just happen to be someone that's blind. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mart, so I just want to dive a little bit deeper just before we get started here. I mean, let's mm-hmm. say you're, let's say you're walking in the park, right? And uh, it's sunny outside. There's people outside. There's dogs and cats in there. Well, dogs, people playing fetch at the dogs at the, uh, on the grass and the tall leaves and stuff. And you walk by on a sidewalk with the uh, black shades on um, and it's kind of a little bit sunny, but are, are you able to see still? Is it just full flashlights at your face but are you able to see like vivids like motions and shapes like that's a dog right there or no no i uh the the only thing i can see is just the fact that it's really bright um oh i'm not able to see anything no so i i rely on uh, totally by sound and excuse me totally by sound and on uh people around me to describe what what things look like because when i when i was quite young i could see really large shapes and i could read really large print but because of the aggressive nature of of uh, retinitis pigmentosa um you know that that went away pretty quickly so now i just rely on people to, to describe what something looks like okay um are, are you using that do you walk with that stick too or is that or yep. are we out, out there? yeah it's, it's a, a white cane yeah okay um i i had a years ago when i was younger i investigated about getting a, a guide dog cni dog um but i'm a i'm a huge dog lover and and i just those animals are always they're always in service they're always on on guard right and um i just i much rather have a dog as a as a dog and not as a as a tool yeah um because some people do treat them like tools right and that's like uh it's the wrong mindset like you're gonna treat a dog like a tool you might as well not even have them at all well in in those those animals like a cni dog there that's their that's how they're trained, right? Is they're trained to be always in service. So they're, even if you want to try and have them as a pet, they're, they're not able to be a pet because they're always, they're always looking out for you, which, which is good. But for someone that wants, just wants a dog, you know, I just want to have a pet. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> um, Martin, when, you remind me of, um, I had a friend in sixth grade, uh, his name is Chris. And uh, Chris was partially uh, tall and big compared to all of us during that time. He was also blind. He had a best friend named Hector. And uh, they both used sticks and I still remember it vividly. Um, during my times, and I'm, I'm 31, not sure how old you are, maybe. Are, are you 37. Yeah. Oh, okay. 37. We're, Around my time, I remember there were a lot of kids, uh, and sometimes myself, which I grew up and feel bad for too. You know, um, you know, sometimes they were picked on. Were you picked on during your time? 
Yep. Yeah, quite quite a bit. Um, how did that affect you? How you are today? Um. So I, I think the the nice thing about you and I growing up the the era that we grew up, we didn't grow up with social media with the the barrage that kids have today. Um, you, I, I I think the the era because bully bullies existed, right? And I was pecked on, I was bullied, but it wasn't too. Uh, maybe the extent that kids are today or maybe not as relentless as, as they are today because um, when, when I was picked on you know I'm a, a fairly big guy uh, pretty thick muscular guy and um, you know someone picked on me they got a good they got a good smack and uh, I wouldn't say resort to violence, but that was a different different time, and and that's kind of how things were resolved, right? Is that um, you, you smacked somebody around, and that was that, and you moved on. Yeah. But today you can't do that because um, there, there's a whole 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 bunch of reasons, and I. And I don't want to get into uh, down that that path, but uh, yeah, um, bullying certainly existed, and I was picked on, um, but I didn't allow it to to impact me in a negative way. Yeah, no kidding. And I think uh, I don't. And that's that's the fucked up shit about this world. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that it's always going to be there. Uh, you just got to do the best you can to help prevent it. And those do that by trying to raise their uh, kids right. But um, even though uh, sometimes it just doesn't happen. So, Unfortunately, no, it doesn't. And um, there, there's mechanisms in place, whether they're good mechanisms or not. Um, kids, kids have those resources available to them now f- for bullying bullies and um whatever what have you so um you know it is i i often say i'm I'm glad i'm not in school today because i don't know how i would manage yeah uh you know i'm glad uh you pushed through martin you're a very powerful brave guy and it's only you know we support you here too i don't want up and the sales dev community you know we got you so <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yeah, the 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 entire sales community it's a it's a fellowship, right? And um, I, I experienced that that community um, back in November. I, I had a, a health scare, and uh, the the power of of community really came through, and, and that that was very overwhelming, and, and I was very very moved and and touched by that. So. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, we're glad you're all right. We're glad you're all right. You know, everyone was praying for you, and uh, we're glad you're all right. Um, and here today, actually. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, Martha MacArthur, let's get down to this. So 
All right. How did you get into sales, man? You've been in here for fucking 12 plus years, banging out. What's your story? Um, how did you get into sales where you're at? So you're, you're at school, you know, you have this uh, disability. Um, how did you get to sell to someone? Hook you up with a job? Did you just took a stab at it? Hit us with us, man. Yeah, so um, my my parents were small business owners. They own their own own business, and um, so I had had the good fortune of being able to uh, work with with my parents and uh, in their company and and understand business in, in that regard. Um, they own a grocery store, so a lot of customer service, uh, relationship building. Um, community building, all that, that good jazz. So I, I, I get the, uh, the good fortune of learning from them. And then uh, I went, when I came out of uh, college, I, I landed my first sales role with a, a startup company. Um, fortunately, the, the, their, their criteria was, was, wasn't very difficult um wasn't very challenging right is they're just looking for somebody to uh basically hammer the phones and get the meetings and um and i was able to do that so that kind of kind of got me a a taste for for sales development back before really knowing what sales development inside sales was um but that that was a strict commission gig. It was a uh, you know no no formal training, no processes in place. It was just here's a a script, here's a phone, go get us meetings. So I did that for about a year, and then I'm like, eh, I kind of want to get paid regularly. So I uh, I landed in a role with a uh, a managed IT service provider that was had their shit together more or less. They, they had formal processes, training in, in place, uh, structure. So I was there for better part of five years and uh, was successful. And then uh, then was unfortunately let go. And I bounced around a little bit with some straight commission gigs. And, you know, that's just, everyone knows how that, that goes. So, um, then I yeah. had had the good fortune of, of meet, meeting a mutual connection of ours uh, out in California, Ryan Reiser. Ah, oh, uh, shit. Shout out RR. Racer. Yeah. So, uh, Race. Yada. 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 yada uh, so he, uh, he gave me a good role uh, with, uh, with his company, the sales developers, as a uh, account executive. And that kind of gave me... Um, you know, some, some great experience with a, uh, outbound sales development agency. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, th- th- that ended and, um, I end up going with another agency down in New Zealand and I cut my teeth there for a bit. And, um, you know, after being like go from Ryan's company as, like, yeah, maybe, maybe I want to do something on my own. Not too sure. So I just worked on, uh, on content and brand my personal brand and 
I'm like, yeah, I got some good pieces there and, you know, I need to work on some other things. So I went, went to this company in New Zealand and, um, figured some other shit out and, and August decided to launch my own thing. I'm like, okay, it's either time to, time to sink or swim. So I launched, uh, the outbound sales guy. It's a full stack outbound sales development agency, uh, focusing on quality meetings and not quantity meetings. Uh, so really helping, um, more, more so pre-seed companies and, and seed, com seed funded companies, uh, well, qualified sales meetings, whereas a lot of agencies, um, and, you know, no disrespect, but a lot of, a lot of agencies focus more on the, on the volume side, our agency, we're going to focus more on the quality and, uh, figuring out what makes a good fit. What, what's, what does that qualification criteria look like for a client and um really figure shit out from there fuck yeah <laughs> hell yeah that's how we do it man you know i uh i fucking love that shit we've been following your story for quite some time and you know i sp speak to a lot of entrepreneurs out there too right they say if you're working if you're if you're doing sales development or sales and you're working on a hundred percent commission it's if you think about it, it's pretty much working for yourself so <laughs> if you can provide a same service at whatever you're doing uh you might as well just roll out your own shit <laughs> which is what you're doing so congratulations you're in man i love that shit yeah yeah thank you um well i like i i had a lot of a lot of companies come to me not a lot, but a, a few companies come to me like, well, would you do a straight commission thing? And I'm like, why? So I'm going to do a straight, you're going to, you got everything set up. If I close something, you're going to get more money than I am, but I'm going to be doing all the work. <laughs> so, so I'm like, um, you need a base for some cut is what it is. I, I, I don't understand. So I, I'm like, fuck that. Yep. I'm going to get all the, all the profit. And exactly. Uh, um, along the way, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to build out my, my vision is to build out a, a roster of quality reps and, um, you know, it's slow, like they say, slow and steady wins the race, right? Um, yeah. Ideally, I want to bootstrap it. I don't want to. I don't want to take outside funding. Maybe I'll have to. We'll we'll see, right? But uh, you know, I I kind of want to. Uh, I'm not a control freak, but I want to be in control of my destiny. Yeah. No. Uh, they say all uh, all true hunters out there. Uh, wants full control of where they want to go, um, myself included. You know, someone asked me to do something and they want to lock something down. I, I got to think about it. <laughs> uh, Martin, so I, I want to dive deep and pick your brain here. I want to yeah. pick your process here. Let's talk about sales development. So, um, hey, Ricer, shout out to you, mm -hmm. my boy. We all love you, man. Our Ricer, uh, big fan of Ricer. Love Ricer. We're, we're pretty good. We're pretty close to ourselves, uh, but I want to talk to you about, so at the sales developer during that time, 
when Reiser was still there with Baldwin. Uh, you were in AE there. Um, were you just uh, running campaigns, 100% phone, straight on cast, connect and sell? Um, no, I, I was, um, so I kind of, kind of cracked this, this cool platform called LinkedIn. Um, oh, nice. so I, I focused a lot of effort on, on LinkedIn and, and, um, connecting with, with my I got all these connections. Um, took the time to not not personalize because I think you know personalization it's it's a buzzword, right? Like, what what's that really mean? I took the time to to read the, the person's profile, not you know and all their activity and all this other shit, but just what they're about, what their company does, um, and just, you know, is this someone that, that I want to connect with? Do you fit my, fit my, my criteria? So I'd set, connect with them and, and just from there, connect and uh, jump into a, find, find time for a, a call with them. And then also mix in the phone, mix in link, uh, email and uh, try and take a stab at video. Although video, I'm, I'm always uh, a little self-conscious about just because of, um, you know, is, is the camera in the right angle and is it on, is it recording all the, all these other things. So I'm always a little self-conscious about video, but what the fuck, just shoot and let it land. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, that's the number one shit that holds our uh, reps back today from doing video and still from today's their automatic negative thoughts. You know, nah, doesn't look good. Um, I, I don't like the way I look on there, uh, the way it sounds weird. And it's just a self-thought. So kudos for you for shooting it off. Yeah, I, I actually um, landed just before the, the Christmas holidays. Early, mid-December, I, I landed a meeting with a uh, VP of sales for a company. And it's a fairly large company. And he's like, basically said, because you sent me a video, we're not doing that internally. And that's basically how I, I landed the meetings because I sent them, instead of hammering out a, a long-winded email, I just shot a, I don't know, 60 second, 120 second video. Like, here's, here's who I am. And even in the video, I'm like, you know, if I'm not looking directly in the camera, I apologize, but it's because I'm blind. This is what we do. If you want to learn more, let's have a meeting. Oh, nice. Uh, let me step back at this. This is uh, for the outbound sales guy, right? You're prospecting for uh, generating pipeline for yourself? Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, right, right, right now I'm doing, so uh, I'm doing pretty well everything. I, I have a... Uh, my uh, CRO, Benjamin Roach, who's a, a rock solid operations guy. If, if no one's connected with him, get connected with him. Um, nice. So he, he's on the back end, making me look good in terms of operations. But uh, yeah, right now I'm, I'm doing the full gamut of filling my own pipeline and then executing for clients. 
yeah, that's how that's how you got to do it, right? Someone's got to run the leg work. Uh, Martin, I'm curious in, in in that video that you shot up, uh, what did it sound like? Was it more like, "Hey, Bob, nice to meet you. My name is Martin. Look, um, just before the holidays, I just want to reach out in case you need help." Um. No, so uh, the, the the video because the this person's colleague had posted something, yeah, about looking for some help. So I saw, shot them a video. I'm like, hey, it's Martin, the out CEO, the outbound sales guy. Um, yeah, I, I made it right up front. I'm like, one, uh, sending you this quick video. I apologize if I'm not looking into the camera, but I'm totally blind. But the reason for the, the video is that we help uh, sales leaders book qualified sales meetings so they don't have to invest in paid ads, purchase expensive software, or make over 100 cold calls a day. And, you know, just give a, a little short intro of, of our process, of how we actually do it. We didn't go into the nuts and bolts of it, right? And then uh, said, if you want to learn more, you know, my calendar, I've, I've included my calendar in the email. Happy to, to have a, a call with you and learn more about your sales goals. Nice. So just, just very kind of, because cause I'm not a, I, so whether it's a detriment to, to my success in, in terms of closing business or not, I'm not aggressive. I'm not going to. What, what is it Josh Braun, Braun says, uh, commission breath? Like, I'm not going to hunt you for, uh, you're, you're, I'm not going to have commission breath. I'm, I'm not going to be like, I need to need to land a meeting with you on this day and time. Like, if you want to book a meeting, let's have a meeting and, and have a conversation. Really, because at the end of the day, that's how you're going to learn if, if there's a good fit, right, is uh, ha just have a conversation. And, and that's so many people are afraid of having that, that conversation. Yep. Slow and steady wins the race. And that's exactly how you do it, right? First touch. Yeah. Soft ass. Hey, something you'd like to chat a little bit more. Uh, let me know. Rather than, hey, man, I want to meet yeah, this. Because if you're not you're not a fit, that, that's awesome. Like, honestly, I, I'd rather you say, hey, this isn't going to work. Or me say, hey, sorry, Jackson. Um, you know, respectfully, I, I just, I don't think this is going to be a good fit. And like, why, why waste everyone's time and be like, well, you know, we, we can accommodate you with this and that. And like, you, why you're just, it's not the right fit. Move on. Yep. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Hey. I, I had another, I had another uh, prospect. A call with a, a prospect. Just uh, what's that? I think it was maybe after the Christmas holiday, so in between Christmas and New Year's, maybe it was. And uh, it, it came in from a, a referral, so we jumped on the call, and um, you know, the the prospect obviously was not listening to me because he's uh, like, "Well, you know, why, why don't you have your video on?" and all this stuff, right? But whatever. So I'm like, you know, I told him, you know, don't don't have the video on because I'm totally blind. And he's like, well, this is what our product does. It's a, it was some sort of like a, a VR 
type technology. So within the first 10 seconds, I'm like, uh, I forget the person's name, but I'm like, uh, sorry, that I just, unfortunately, this isn't going to be a fit because I'm not going to be able to, to present your, your offering to your prospects if I can't understand it, right? And he's like, you got to kind of do a bit of a demo with it, put on the VR headset. Like that, that's just going to set me up for failure, which is going to be setting the, the client up for failure, right? So it's like, sorry, it's not a good fit. But you got to be able to have the, the confidence to be able to say that too, right? Like you got to be able to have, I guess, have like the, the mentality of being like, no, this isn't going to work for me. Yep. No, that's, um, that's exactly how you do it. Uh, you got to be able to qualify it out as much as you're qualifying in. Uh, Martin, I, I want to, I want to dive this to, and, uh, you know, have you express uh, the outbound sales guy. So talk about your services and, you know, you know, like what you mentioned, because if people think about like, man, if if I'm blind, how, how the fuck can I run demos if I can't see? But we, you're breaking through the stigma. How are you? What kind of service? Are, what's your strengths now when it comes to sales and sales development, generating pipeline? Like, um, what's what's your strength? What? Who can you really help that say, hey, you know what? I can make this happen, and I, I did. You, you like you mean in terms of of a client, or if if I'm yeah. looking like in terms of reps, uh, clients. Clients, yeah. So the the clients that that are a good, like really good fit, are really the the companies that are just in that process of building a, a go to market strategy. So they don't have anything in place in terms of of, of an outbound motion. Um, because if you're a, if you're the co-founder or the CEO of a company and like, there's just, you know, yourself and maybe one, two, three people, you don't have time to like, you know, this well enough, Jackson, like you don't have time to be trying to build an outbound sales function as well as try and run your business and, and do all the, the things that you have to do in terms of, of running a business. So that's where, the, the biggest, um, I guess, sweet spot is, is, is what those folks that have no, like they're just in the process of building that go-to-market strategy. Um, but ideally the, the types of clients that, that I want to partner with and, and that are a good fit are um, really, and, and it's a little broad, but um, software as a service and any, IT service type company. So that yeah. could be uh, could could be a cloud computing company. It can be a managed IT provider, service provider. It can be a uh, HR software company. Like really, software and and service. That's really the the sweet spot. But when it comes to um, like having a like running a, a 
discovery with that person. I don't, I don't do anything fancy. Like it's um, no screen sharing, none of, none of this shit. It's just zoom <laughs> having oh, a conversation yeah. with them. And I like, uh, it's just asking them questions and it's just going, going through a, a conversation with them, understanding okay, what you're doing today, where you're at today. Um, how many meetings you, you know, you think you can support because some people say, well, we, we can support 30 meetings a month. Okay. But it's just yourself. You're not going to support 30 meetings a month. Come on. Like, how are you going to do that and run discovery and then continue to do your sales and marketing, finance, operation, like, come on, give me a fucking break. So it's like, just understanding where they're at today and then Tell them, tell them, well, sorry, not tell them, but share what we do, how we do it. And uh, it's really, really the nuts and bolts of it. Yep. That's, uh, that's pretty much nail on the head. Uh, Mark, I, so I know we're almost running up the time here, but I, uh, I wanted to um, stab a few things at you here and, uh, you know, just got, I gotta see it, man. I gotta, I gotta check it out. Right. Making sure. So, um, when you're, let's say you're, you're on a prospecting call, right? You pick up a client, you're, you're prospecting for him. And we, we know you can't see, but when you're on a call and you pick and you get this person on the phone, uh, what do you look for when it comes to a quality, like a quality meeting? Uh, for, 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 the outbound sales guy, a qualified, a quality meeting is uh, this person. So that this company is invested or interested in outbound sales. Obviously, right? They they have to be interested in in outbound sales. That they currently do not have any or limited sales development reps. Because um, in my experience, if, if you have a SDR manager and, and a process in place, odds are of, of you partnering with somebody, it's small, right? With like, you're not gonna invest all your money into building something and then go out and, and partner with some an outside company as well. Yeah. So- um, No kidding. So really, it's got to be a company that that is um, d- does not have any um, any or limited sales reps or sales sorry sales development reps or any process or or function in place. So like they haven't gone out and invested in the data and the tech stack, all that jazz, as well as their uh, in, in a growth mode. So like, you know, they're, they're preparing for funding. They're looking to scale their, like generate a lot of, a lot of sales activity. Right. So that's really kind of how we figure it. We determine quality. Meeting. Got it. Got it. But when we're looking at, at the client side, like that, that can vary, right? Because we want to ba- basically a qualified meeting when it comes to a client is a couple things, right? Is we want to, we want to get a few questions 
to be able to ask the, the prospect, right? So that it's going to increase the likelihood of them showing up to the meeting, right? So that there's a high show rate, although we don't charge based on, on show rate, it's just a, a flat monthly fee. But obviously we want, want that show rate to be as high as possible. Um, yeah. But then the other, th the other factor is, um, what, what, like, what is, what is qualified in your mind? What, what are those criteria? Is it a certain revenue? Is it a certain technology? Is it certain, uh, geographics? Like it, it can be a multitude of, of factors, right? So, um, yeah. really, un really understanding that from the client side. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. You know, because, um, because in my experience, um, not, and, and, you know, there, there's been a lot of people out there in a similar role, right? They just, okay, I got a meeting with this person. And then it turns out, well, that person's not even a, a good fit, right? Yeah. So we want, we want to try and change that, that whole perception of, well, we need to get as many meetings so without, you know, one out of 10 converts or a hundred out of a thousand convert. We want to, want to try and change that perception a bit. Yep. No, you know, um, that's exactly how you do it. That's the trouble of a lot of reps nowadays. They, they think to themselves too much. They don't listen and whatever the prospect says, they don't, re they don't process it in time to respond with relevancy. You know, Martin, just before we go real quick, I want to share a quick story. I, my, my sales professor, Dennis Morgan, who got me into sales in 2012 when I took his sales class in college. He said what, the best salesperson he ever met was a real estate agent. And that person was blind because when he asked him to do discovery from the, uh, the, the client side, he could do nothing but see their vision. So everything he went and show and present was what they told him. And I think that's powerful. Um, and I think this is something that's relevant to you too as well because that's all you can do is listen right mm -hmm. all you can do is listen martin uh if someone want to reach out and say so uh and say thank you how what's the best way to reach out to you best way is um on linkedin you can find me martin or just search the outbound sales guy um or you can email me martin at the outbound sales guy.com website is in process of coming so it's uh <laughs> but it, it gotcha. will be the outbound sales guy.com uh, once it's up it's uh we're, we're just it was supposed to be up in december and it is snag so i'm a little disappointed about that no worries martin thanks for coming on man we truly appreciate you love it uh really appreciate you having me and uh go uh go crush some quota yeah yalla.